Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. We are now less than a year. I think, what, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Six, seven months at most away from the local elections and what's happening is we're having declarations of new candidates all over the place and now another another a councillor has come forward to say that she will not be standing. Last week we heard that uh, councillor Daniel Toomey will not be standing at the next local elections. And now councillor Susan McCarthy from in or around the same neck of the woods, member of the Fine Gael party. Susan, you will not be standing. One of the reasons you cite is obviously more time with friends and family, more time with the look after your family and, and your life. And you're entitled to that back after years of service. But one of them is a death threat. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Yeah, um, look, the death threat did happen uh, a number of years ago, but I suppose just between that and all the uh, online abuse that you get, that would certainly have been a factor that would have contributed to the decision for sure. You know, um, as you mentioned, it is more to do with kind of the work-life balance and the the, the kind of 24-7 nature of the job. You're always on, as I put it, you know, you're always when you're out and about, you're, you know, people will stop you, whatever. That is the, the real crux of it. But certainly online abuse did contribute to it and, and abuse kind of even in general, you know, would have been a contributing factor for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Is abuse a new thing? I mean, how long are you in council, Susan? So I'm coming up on 10 years now. Oh. I would have been first elected in 2014. And you know, when I was elected in 2014, I remember a lot of my colleagues at the time saying, my God, it's really changing. It's really becoming a lot more. You're a lot more exposed because of social media. They were feeling already at that point that there was kind of a, a big, big change in, in the last two or three years only, you know. So definitely social media has had an effect, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but even within that time that I've been elected, PJ, there's been a huge, huge increase, huge increase in, in the, the, the intensity of 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 the kind of abuse that you get online that's for sure do people um, feel but, more entitled these days susan to have a go off you i think that's a big part of it yeah yeah that's you you've hit the nail on the head there's this sense of entitlement that look you're public property you are a public representative therefore you should you should you know you should be accepting this and you should you know this is well why are you even kind of questioning it because you should be getting this type of abuse 
And that is not really a true reflection. Of course, you should be available. Of course, you should be there to help people. And I think anybody who puts their name on a ballot paper, they're doing it for that reason. They're motivated because they want to help people. They want to build their communities to be a better place than, you know, they want to leave it a better place than what they found it in. That's the whole motivation behind it. It certainly isn't money. You know, I mean, a lot of people think that we're paid a lot. <laughs> I can yeah. tell you it's as not as money that's motivating interest, people Susan, at local what, level, what, you know. What is, and look, it's a publicly available figure, but I'll ask you anyway, what is the current, they call it a stipend, rather than a wage for a sitting councillor? Well, it was 17,000 when I first started in 2014. It is now because we fought a long and hard battle over 10 years. It is now up to, it went up to 24,000. It's now at 28. Minimum wage. So it's a little bit, it's more, yeah, yeah, it's minimum wage. It's, yeah, yeah. It's um, So you're kind of getting to, you know, a a kind of almost livable wage now whereas it wouldn't have been in the past you mm. would have had to you would have had to work as well as have this job and you know this job is very very demanding of your time so you know a number of male councillors have also left purely because they're providing you know uh, for their families they need you know to keep their full-time jobs they're in a professional job or they've built up their own business and then you know they had you, you have the the council work on top of it and it just became untenable really you know um mm. so that's that's why uh, you know you will get a certain peop- amount of people leaving for the, for that reason as well you know mm. i'm following local politics i'm following local politics a few years as i'm sure you know and it has become more yeah. of a full-time job i think for councillors no matter on whatever side of the political line you stand it is more of a full-time job than it ever was now a hundred percent, because now, you know, with the with town councils being gone, you, you work for your town, you work for your area, but you, you have a mandate to work for your entire county as well. Do you know what I mean? So you're, you kind of have a double mandate um, and like any any kind of councillor worth their salt will kind of they'll have their their statutory meetings, but you'll also have your constituency work. You'll be working a lot for your constituents. You'll be working for community development. You'll be working for, you know, a lot of local community groups. You know, you'll be on committees and boards and whatever. And then you have your party work if you are affiliated to a party as well. So there is an awful lot to it that people don't really see behind the scenes you know, so yeah, it is it is full time and then so to be honest. Talk you know. to me talk to me about the, the social media abuse because you're not the first person to complain of it. Yeah, no, and I it, it's become so so much a part of everyday life to you know, when you're a public representative, so much so that, you know, they even kind of give you kind of a bit of a warning before you come in, you know, your your party colleagues, they'll get people to talk to you about it just so that you're aware that this is going to happen to you, that you're going to be more exposed and you're kind of thinking, God, I'm just going to be a local councillor. It'll be fine. Um <laughs> which is not true. It, it, it won't be fine. You will be you will get a lot of online abuse. And I mean I, even as a candidate before I ever kind of became an elected member, I remember the night of my launch, I was targeted on on Twitter and it just was relentless my phone kept lighting up it kept pinging 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 it kept coming in this this kind of you know this kind of attacking 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 and at that time I wasn't used I'm used to it now so I don't really give it the same oxygen that I would have at the time but at the time I was very upset and I was like I was afraid to respond but it just kept coming and coming and coming and it just it was just you know, it was a car crash because then I had to go up and speak, you know, kind of, you know, give my speech that night and try to be all kind of, yeah, you know, kind of fueled up and fired up for kind of becoming a public representative. Whereas all day I had been subjected to horrendous, horrendous online abuse. So So you were getting it in the neck before your name even appeared on a ballot paper? 
Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Just as a just as a as a candidate, you know, just um, you know, before just as a declared candidate. So that was kind of a taster. So then I knew, but I kind of worked it out over time, and this is what kind of keeps you sane. I kind of worked it out. A lot of these people, they have their own issues. You can kind of see it if you go into their thing and you see all the other posts they have. You see, okay, look, they're either gone down a rabbit hole or they're just very unhappy people and you, you kind of have to say that's not a reflection of me that's a reflection of them and you have to start seeing it that way so that you can keep doing your job to the best of your ability and don't let these people drag you down you know um, and that would be one key thing that I'd like to get out to all females in particular that are thinking of running at the next local elections you know have that understanding that you know, I used to park it, especially, you know, canvassing or whatever. If somebody was rude to you at a door and did something nasty, you know, I'd kind of walk away and say, well, they're having a bad day, aren't they? You know, mm-hmm. you have to kind what of kind try of and... What kind of stuff would you get on mean... the door, Susan, that would make you walk back down the garden path? Oh, I I don't want to kind of, yeah, like if you would get abusive language, um, you know, tearing up the, the tearing up the um, canvas cards in front, in, up into your face or, you know, I, I one incident, I, I probably won't go into it online, but, or sorry, on, on, on the radio, but yeah, they can be quite uh, abusive. But that said, generally speaking, the majority of people on doors, like when you're canvassing, the majority of people are absolutely so polite and so, you know, receptive, even if they're completely different politics to you, even if they're angry at your party. Mm-hmm. Most people are quite engaging on the doors. I do enjoy canvas. That's not really a good example, but mm-hmm. there would be the odd few. There'll okay. always be the odd few that will. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Will behave very, very badly and very inappropriately. Would you accept that in the last couple of years a lot has happened in this country Susan to make people angry I would contend that there's a lot happening globally 
that would make people very angry. Um, I think that we are in in as a country are in a very very strong position. I think we have, you know, we we have balanced our books very well. We have increased a lot of social welfare payments. We've done a lot. We're we're constantly working to improve the lot of of families mm. and communities. And I think that that is huge housing crisis still. I think a lot. Of, absolutely, there is, and I think you know. Um, there's, you know, you, you see that there's a housing crisis in the UK. There's a housing crisis here, and you know, I, there is no getting away from that. That we have serious issues with trying to get um, the number that we need up and running as quickly as possible. That is for sure. But it, it, you know, in other areas there have been a lot of kind of uh, there has been a lot of progress. Um, the housing issue, as I said, is something that is unfortunately even across Europe that it is it is an issue, and I think we're getting there now with our housing targets. They're improving, you know. Um, but yeah, of course, that is an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, housing, just to give you, uh, I suppose, an example of the type of kind of abuse that you would get. I think that a lot of housing applicants need to realise that, you know, councillors can have a certain effect and they can kind of, you know, they can um, advocate for for uh, constituents, you know, to get them a, a social housing unit. But it doesn't mean that we are the ones that hold, you know, no, we're, no. we're not kind of, you know, we're, we're not miracle workers. We can't yeah. just kind of create... I tell a little story. I tell a little story in this year's Holly about, about the legendary Dave Mack of Northside fame who was a devil for getting houses on a Monday morning, he'd away about him. You can't do that anymore. No, it's not. It's not. We, we don't, unfortunately, have the the, the housing stock, uh, you know, back uh, as we had back then with the numbers that we had back then. And I think that's the kind of success story. We don't have enough housing because we have, you know, we have net immigration in this country. We have people who want to come into this country because it is such a good country to live in. But unfortunately, our housing stock is far behind that. And we yeah. it, it will take a few years for that to correct itself. That's the thing, actually, know, um, Susan, seeing as you raise it, have you had this thrown at you at all? Uh, that, well, we have a huge number of people coming into the country. We always seem to be able to find somewhere for them to live, but we can't find somewhere for our own people to live. It Does it ever get put to you that way? Uh, unfortunately, that's not the case because we have a lot of um, foreign direct investment coming into Cork because Cork in particular is an absolutely fantastic place. We have everything. We have the coast. We have the, the we have the hills and mountains up behind us. We have a fantastic little city that's kind of, you know, no, no, it's still I has meant, a lovely provincial was, city, but it's very cosmopolitan. What I meant was the immigration people coming in from oh, other yeah. countries. We always seem to be able to find a place for them, but we can't find a place for, for the locals. Well, even that, we're struggling with that now as well at the moment, as you probably, as as you know, Mm -hmm. um, I suppose. But one thing that I would say to housing applicants that are out there, there's a lot of misinformation being put to you by other people that have an agenda not to have these people coming in. And one of them is that, for example, people that come in from the Ukraine can, can access social housing. That's actually not the case. They don't get social housing. They have to find rental accommodation or they have to be put into um, collective units together, um, accommodation that's laid on by the state. They are not, they are not on, they're not, you know, they don't go on housing lists. They don't go on the housing list. So they don't get, they don't get council houses. Come back back to yourself though. Will you stay in place until the election? You will. 
I will. I'll stay in place until the election. I have a lot of unfinished business. I have a lot of things that I want to kind of hopefully kind of get across the line before uh, my term ends. So I will be staying on. Yeah. Mm. And come back lastly to that death threat. I know it was a few years ago. um, But if you look at it, go back a few weeks ago to the disgraceful scenes we had outside Leinster House, that mob that, that gathered. At the time, people were calling me here, observers of politics, I would call them regular listeners to the show, who say that they fear we're only one move away from a Joe Cox. At the time you got that written threat, did you think of Joe Cox? And did you think, God Almighty, could that happen to me? Of course I did. Um, it did. That did affect me. I, I would be lying if I said it didn't. Um, a lot of the stuff on social media, you know, it might get you for a day or whatever, it, you know, it really affects you. But I think that, that that letter really, really got me. I was not in a good place for a few months after that, actually. Um, I was afraid of my own shadow. Sorry? Did you give it to the guards? I did. I did. But I, I, I was afraid of, you know, I was afraid of coming in at night. As a public representative, you very often go to, put, you know, you go to community meetings, you know, you go to community councils and, you know, different committees and different sports uh, clubs and whatever. At, at nighttime, you might be invited to an event or an award or you might be invited to a meeting that you have to attend a public meeting or whatever. And then you have your party meetings, your branch meetings, whatever. So sometimes I would be driving home in, in, in the height of winter now. This was as well, I remember. And you'd be coming home at night and it's pitch black and it's cold. It's, you know, it's it's just not a good place to be kind of. We have a very long yard out our back back lane. And so I would have to get out of the car, open the big gate um get back into the car, drive up the yard and then walk back down the yard to close the gate. I always remember that. And I used to be absolutely petrified. And I was like, do I ring my husband to come down? This is insane. I'm afraid that somebody's hiding behind the gate. You know, it it, it instilled that fear into me to such an extent that we actually, we, we ended up getting an electronic gate and it was purely down to that person sending me that death threat. And I mean, you know, I, I this is the thing. People need to realise it is not taken lightly when people put com- commit that type of threat to paper and people need to kind of understand that or if they commit it to online commentary as well. One thing I would say is I do, I want to see more women coming into politics. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very, very important that people who use social media use it in a very measured way and in a very fair way in that they kind of say to themselves before they post something that they might feel a little bit angry about, am I directing this at the right person? And number two, if I were in that person's shoes, put yourself in that person's place and say, is this is this an appropriate comment to make? Is this something that I can stand over? Mm-hmm. And then they might think, you know, they really need to think twice about it. They need to look at themselves sometimes um, and say, you know, is this is this something that I would say to that person's face? Is it something that I would like said to my face? And then they might kind of think twice about it and not post okay. the type of commentary that sometimes they do. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Susan, listen, wish you well with the remainder of your tenure uh, as a local councillor. And indeed, uh, when it comes, uh, your, your retirement from local politics, uh, we wish you well with that. That's councillor Susan McCarthy, Fine Gael a county councillor based in Middleton who has announced that she will not stand at the next local elections and one of the reasons. There are reasons. She wants to spend more time with her family. She's given it 10 years. She has a lot of other commitments, work-life balance, etc., etc., etc. But one of the reasons is online grief and in particular a death threat uh, that she received a number of years ago. 
0818969696. Speaking of local councillors, congratulations to a friend of the show and former Lord Mayor, uh, Councillor Colm Kelleher, and indeed another friend of the show and a friend of mine in Emers for a few years now, Sandra Murphy. Uh, they got engaged yesterday. Thrilled for them, and we wish them well. Corks 96 FM. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.